Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. They are gladiators. They are warriors. You are listening to Behind the Barricade. One doing, I believe now you can hear me. Because I can hear you now. Yes, hello and welcome to Woo! another installment of Behind the Barricade here live from Cafe Race, 150 Motor Parkway, studio of Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Guys, happy to be back. Another good Sunday, another strong week of wrestling. You're older now. Yes, I am. I'm a, I am older. I do feel a little bit old. You're old. I'm only 27 years young. You're so, old. Yes, happy birthday to me. My birthday was last Wednesday. So, yes, thank you. Thank you for well, the birthday Well, my half wishes. birthday passed and nobody said anything to me. Well, happy half birthday to you. Thanks. It was a while ago, but, you know, just wanted to acknowledge it. Guys, there are two months left of this decade. Two months left of this then decade. Then we're going to be in the roaring 20s, but we have to call it something else. I think we're going to call it the uh, rad 20s. I think we're going to call it the Wild Wild West because that's the era we're going into. Well, there is officially one year until the 2020 election. So. Oh, my goodness. Woo! That's scary to think about, guys. Go out there and vote. Go out there and vote. I'm just saying. Vote, yeah. vote, America. Vote for vote, America. Vote. Mm-hmm. Time is now. And Peggy. And Peggy? Decide who wins it. Vote. Oh, my goodness. Got to shut that ringtone off. There you go. Yeah, shut it off. Well, guys, the number to call in is 877-909-9977. That is 877-909-9977. Call in. Join the conversation. We will be talking about AEW. We will be talking about WWE, NXT, the eventful Saudi Arabian show, Crown Jewel. We'll be talking about that as well. But we are going to be talking about some shenanigans that happened with the travel for some of our WWE superstars. And also to bring up one of the greatest episodes of SmackDown's existence. Thank you. We're going to be talking about that all today, folks. So jump into that conversation with us in the comment section. Like and share the page. Let's jump right into the show. Kaylin, how was how did you feel about this week in wrestling? Um, I thought this week in wrestling was very interesting. Um, really? Raw was surprisingly, I mean, not surprisingly, um, a little uh, what we like to call a shit show. It was a little poop. A little. It was pretty bad. Raw was just back to its stupid. You know, stupid self. Really? Oh, yeah, that's what you thought? Watch, did you watch it? Yes, I did. I was at I was at E.B. Elliott. Shout out to Adam at E.B. Elliott. It was a pretty big O. It was pretty bad. I mean, unless you thought it was nice, I think it was a little doo-doo. I don't think it was. I thought Raw was solid um, wrestling-wise. Uh, as far as the storyline progression goes, you can see it was all setting up for Crown Jewel. And they started advertising Survivor Series, which is kind of weird to me because... We kind of like, are we forgetting that Crown Jewel is Thursday? Like, now we're talking about Survivor Series so soon, all of a sudden. Now you care about that. It was kind of weird. It was kind of weird the way it was structured, the way it was booked around. But I was okay with the action you got in the ring. I liked the Kabuki Warriors kind of just turning on page at the beginning of the show. That was pretty good. There was just stuff that was, like, weird. Well, you know, you're going to get those weird things. Like, you got another typical Seth Rollins, Charlie, I'm just going to beat up. The fiend, because that's what I gotta do. <laughs> we all that's have... it. That's all his promos are. And then he gets mad at us when we're like, "No, you actually suck. Kayla, like you're not cool." He goes, "Guys, you guys are just mean." And 
don't know what you're talking about. Like, no, you're just, you're plain old self. Like, change yourself up a little bit. We were at the bar, mm-hmm. and we kept saying, that is crazy. Like, how we can almost mimic everything he's going to say before he says it. Yeah. And his promos have gotten I didn't really even watch generic. that promo. Did I? I'm just guessing that that's what it was. Because I much. actually, when that match was I'm coming on, I was like, all right, I'm going to go in the shower. I'll come back. And the match was over. I was like, oh, all right. He comes out, I'm the champ. I'll do whatever it takes to win. I got to put the fiend down. I got to do it. Listen. I'm going to burn it down. I'm over it. If you don't, I'm over it. It's that generic. You're falling into the lines of ge- generic wrestling. Which is really wrestler. sad. And honestly, I want to say it's not his fault. Oh, because it's this thing, again, that we don't make any other stars. We just push these people into the ground until we don't care Look, anymore. It is your and fault. And then it's like, okay. And I think it's his fault when you constantly defend your – like, you don't – you can admit that your stuff is bad. Like, make fun of yourself. Becky does it all the time. She makes fun of her little leprechaun self. Like, he just is like, no, I'm the best. And you guys are horrible. Like, you can make fun of yourself. Seth, Seth as a baby he, face is not the greatest talker in the world. But Seth, Seth as, as a baby heel, face doesn't work because he's an actual ass in real life. Yeah, so, so like, Seth as I the heel works it. all the way. And the sooner that they understand that some people have to just be natural bad guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know heel face doesn't really mean anything anymore as far as booking terms go um, for some people. But for me... You, you just have guys that's naturally snarky, naturally sarcastic. Nat, they just have to be themselves. You don't mm-hmm. have to create a character for them. Seth Rollins one of those guys. You don't have to make him into this goody two-shoes guy that, the, that we all – he can be over and be bad. It's okay to do that. We're in an era where fans are going to pick and like who they want. So you can't really just get mad at the fact that, oh, Seth likes this guy over that guy. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh they, the crowd loves him, so he has to be a good guy. No, he doesn't. I love Baron Corbin. He's a guy that sucks the most, but guess what? He's a great heel, and I love it. So I'm cool with it. Just give me, like I said, they have to focus on getting, giving me quality. Mm-hmm. The quality hasn't been there. And it's not just quality in the ring. It's quality in your characters and what they do, the promos, the vignettes. You gotta give me quality, and we talked about that going into the Rusev and Lana situation. Like that was a been has has been a big part of Raw, and it has been really pushed to up until this past week. Pushed pretty good. I don't know where they're gonna go with it, but I mean, you say it's pretty good. I've said I thought that it was interesting. I I thought that it was interesting. It wasn't recycled. Yes, we've seen this before. It's just awkward to see a man like. Just to see your dirty laundry get aired out, and also him just be like, he walked out of that segment. He was like, "Hi guys, like you're gonna confront your wife Divorce who has court? been cheating on you, and like been rubbing it in your face." And he's like, "What? what? <laughs> that did not happen. That did not happen." That was funny. Done the kendo stick. Really She's she hits he him wants with the to kendo put stick. a baby in me. And he goes, "Well, yeah. Look at her. Like who wouldn't?" <laughs> But it was just really, it's awkward. The crazy thing is. I wish you guys would all acknowledge that all three of them are terrible actors. So you can't have people in a storyline like that who can't act. No, like, it's I, just awkward. And you know that it's not real. I like, gotta, you could see hold it. Hold on. I got to give, <laughs> give Bobby Lashley credit. Because Bobby 
first of all, Bobby, you were backstage holding her down and, and, and telling her everything's going to be all right. By the way, Bobby Yashi has some weird, small ears, man. I don't he know. He's just weirdly He's a weird-looking guy. But He's just oddly proportioned. <laughs> and he was sitting there just hugging her. He's in a full suit. Next thing he comes out of ring gear. I, thought, I was expecting to see Bobby Lashley come out in a suit, mm-hmm. ready to fight. What are you doing ring gear on, man? It look crazy. But then the kendo stick incident. Now, somebody needs to teach Lana that there's a way you hold a kendo stick because she was hitting him with the kendo stick upside down, which is hilarious. Nobody picked up on a sub B at the ball. I'm yelling, she's holding it the wrong way. And then she couldn't even swing the kendo stick. He's sitting there eating the kendo stick. I was like, what are you doing? She should have kicked him. The low blow happened, and okay. I, I just realized that Bobby Lashley looks like Seal if Seal was like buff. Yeah. Like he looks just like Seal, <laughs> man. No, Bobby Lashley is. Sorry, it's, I just had to point it out. He, he he has so much potential to be something bigger than what they're doing with him. Like you know, he could have been more. And I think that they dropped the ball on a lot of these guys and. It's almost to the point where it's too late. You, you didn't pull the trigger hard enough and, or soon enough with some people, and you didn't realize what you got when you had it. Mm-hmm. So now you got to let it go. So we're, that's at the point. That's the point where we're at right now. They got to let Bobby Lashley go. They got to let a lot of these guys go. A couple of roster roster cuts so need to come. I feel so bad for all these people that like left, made a name for themselves, and then came back, and it's like they got nothing. Like the biggest person I always say I feel bad for is EC3. That's what I was just gonna say. EC3. Drew Mac is Drew McIntyre injured right now? Is no, that what the problem? No, no he's not. No, he he's just cleared. Crown Jewel. No, he, he's cleared. He's, he's back. wrestling at Crown Jewel. The only reason why you guys got the Fiend and Seth Rollins is because that man got hurt. I keep it's telling just, y'all, I keep I telling you guys that. No one wants to listen to me, but hey, it is what it is. I I'm okay with what they were doing as far as that storyline goes, but everything else has been a little bit of moose caca to say the least. Um. Just a little bit of confusion as far as how where they go where they where they're going with your mid card right now. And I was looking at the mid card situation. I was like, ah, AJ Styles holding on to the U.S. Championship. Where are we going with that? Are we are we going to enhance the younger talent? Are we going to is he there just to bury them? Um, they have been putting on quality matches with him, so I guess that's helping them somewhat. But at some point, you're going to have to get that title off of him and get it on a young younger talent to enhance them. And get them over. But they haven't really tried to do any of that yet. So I'm very concerned about where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm more concerned about the mid-card than I am the main attraction, which is the Universal Championship or the WWE Championship. Same thing with Shinsuke on SmackDown. What was, what's going on with that Intercontinental title, man? You got you to gotta start moving these titles at some point because these guys are just holding on to them and not doing anything the with them. The women's division, too. They're not doing anything. The women's division, I'm, I'm starting to see that you're, you're trying to figure out what you want to do. and Like they paired up Charlotte and Natalia for no reason. Yeah, that was weird. To squash the Iconics, who actually I want people to acknowledge that they looked great in that match yes, and carried that match. And all it took was like a big There was big a spot boot. with Billy Kay, and uh, I can tell it was a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it was with, was it with Charlotte. And uh, her and Charlotte wasn't on the same page with something, and – Oh, was it? No, it was Natalia, and I can tell because Charlotte was in that match for two seconds. Yeah, it was like Charlotte didn't even get tagged in. I, don't, I was like, well, did she get tagged in? I was kind of confused, and we were we were all sitting at the bar saying, 
Does Charlotte even come into this match? They're stuck because they put Charlotte and Becky on the same brand. You can't. Nobody wants that again. Exactly. So we're kind of stuck. Nobody wants Natalia again because as much as Natalia did great, I'm very happy. I didn't watch Crown Jewel because I'm not watching those pay-per-views. I refuse to watch them, but I did. Oh, I didn't need to because on SmackDown, they just aired the entire Brock Lesnar match in its entirety. <laughs> um, so I didn't really need to watch. But I am very proud of the women's match that they had there. I don't think, I think that's just putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole right now, but, I mean, that's progress. But Natalia's not a main attraction. She hasn't been for a long time. I think she needs to start to slowly lose, <laughs> get out the door. Maybe be a producer. If you have so much of this knowledge, like, let somebody else have some time. Let's breed a new jobber for the women's division really i that's just me because you know me and natalia i'm not the biggest natalia fan i'm i'm not gonna knock natalia i think that she's one of these people one of these superstars have that has taken whatever was given to her and she never complained she never would knock down doors or try to make make room for herself to be in a bigger stage or be on another level she kind of just paid her dues and let everyone dictate where she was going to go. And if that's what you wanted to do with your wrestling career, hell, you made a hell of a career out of it because she's been around for this long. Mm -hmm. And so you have to give her credit for something. She, a lot of people that have done that in this business. I'm I'm giving her credit. I just think she needs to slowly go away. (laughs) And do something backstage. Yeah, she could be an agent. I could definitely see her being an agent. Because I'm kind of getting sick of like, she's a jobber one week and then the next week she's like at the top. I'm like, so you have to like pick. Are you yeah. putting over new talent or are you teaming with Charlotte and like going over on the Iconics who need, who really shouldn't be jobbers? Do you remember when she um, was going back and forth like as a heel and as a face? Felt like every month she would switch. Yes. Between her and Big Show, I don't know who had the most heel turns and face turns. And Alicia Fox and the Bella Twins. It was insane. Like, all right, what is going on? Like, one month she's good, one month she's bad. One month she's good, one month she's bad. So I'm I'm happy that they're finally finding a happy medium for Natalia. Now, it looks like she's the veteran that's going to be the placemat for anybody new coming in. Mm-hmm. For because this rivalry she's been having with um, what's her name? Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, who um I I must say um she's definitely gotten better and better every mm-hmm. every single time she gets out. She gets on the mic. She's gotten better at that as well. She has been improving, mm-hmm. and I could definitely see her being a top star or a top drawer at some point in this company. But it's going to take some time. She still has a lot more growing to do, mm-hmm. um, but she's gotten better every time. The Iconics really impressed me with the way they I performed know, against Charlotte and Natalia. I thought that was fantastic. I um, like their little banter. They're very good at being funny, but like also talking business. I like their moves. Mm-hmm. I think their moveset together is great, too. And I, very good it tag makes team. me very sad that they're wasted as, like, a, what do you call them, La Resistance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me sad because I think they are very talented. I went back and watched their NXT stuff. I was like. I, like, I, I, like I said, I, La Resistance was never not talented. Mm-hmm. They were very talented. They're just like, oh, you got funny accents? Yeah. <laughs> La Resistance. Like, and they held on to those tag team titles for a long time. Wasn't one of them, like, the youngest champion ever? Something like that. I think so. It's kind of weird. I don't remember we'll look their up. name, fact but check, it was, like, check. the young. He was, like, 20. Maybe Tyler Bate probably 
fix that. But. Yeah, it's Tom. Some Tom has passed. That he, um, yeah, definitely some Tom has passed where things have changed. But neither here nor there. The, we'll, we'll fact check it. But jumping into what was the sorry mess, as some people like to call it, the show wasn't a bad show from what I heard. I only got to catch a little bit of it. I did get to see, speaking of oh, Natalia. Oh, I'm sorry, Nicholas. Because he's 10. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that doesn't count. Don't, come on. That, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. Now, <laughs> fact checking. Yeah, Nicholas was. Stop it. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. But, <laughs> but I will tell you that Natalia and Lacey Evans, I applaud you. Yeah, Renee Dupree, 19 years, 6 months. And wow. then number one is Nicholas, 10 years old. Can you, can you believe that Renee Dupree was the youngest champion in WWE's history. 19 years and not six months. Not WWE and heavyweight champion. Not and then WWE Tyler Bate champ. was 19. He, he was, was a, a champion. Now, let, let me clarify that. A champion on some level at the age of 19. That's amazing. Yeah, a ta- he was a tag team champion. Yep, he was a world tag team champion. You know what I'm doing? I'm 21. And you know what I'm doing? I'm working at a movie theater. Hey. Popcorn's always fresh. Come down. Popcorn. I can fit in the cabinet. Now, now, I, I wanted you, as a woman's perspective, um, I know that you would have picked anybody else to be in that position. Um, Me and my friend actually got into a fight with somebody on Twitter over, over I, and I, who and it was. I Did you see it? I think I saw it. And that's why I said I think that you would have picked anybody else. Because it was also else. somebody that was really dumb and, like, wasn't really arguing with us about, like, what we were saying. They just kind of were like, oh. So basically, let me give you some background. Me and my friend Megan, I don't like Natalia. She likes Natalia. I like Lacey Evans. She doesn't like Lacey mm. Evans. So all she said was like, Lacey Evans, that's a weird pick. But like, okay, because we assumed Natalia, it would probably be Natalia because that's Natalia's thing mm-hmm. is to be like, I am making history. I am going to, this is very important. This is the most important match of my career. I saw many memes about Natalia. I was chuckling a little bit. No. But so somebody then was like, oh, so you're like, you are just jealous because of Lacey. We're like, no, like, we're just saying, like, it's weird. They were just feuding. So now they're going to then they got together. So now they're not going to be together. Like, it was just we just thought it was a weird pairing. But I guess it made sense. Like, we would rather that than like Becky, who like gets everything. Like, we just thought it was a weird person to have. And she was like, you're just upset because this person said that Saudi Arabia is one of our greatest allies of the USA. We're like, really? Our al- All right. I'm not even going to say what our allies did to us, but, like, you know? So we were just um, like, okay. So then they started saying that we're horrible people because we don't like America, even though we're Americans. Where was this person from? From here. They're like, I've been watching wrestling for 30 years. I've been watching longer than you guys. What we're like, state Sorry. does he live in? It was a woman. I don't remember. Or what state does she live in? I'm going to look it up. Unbelievable. But we just thought um, it was really funny. She was like, they're our greatest allies. Why wouldn't we have a show there? Oh, uh, s- like, um, slow down. Um, fact check. It's a little awkward. I'm going to turn the flag. I'm going to just hit the switch for the fact check light um, for her. Um, you may, might want to do your homework. Um, just saying. But Yeah, I know. We for were the, just kind of like, okay. For the two ladies that was in that match, Lacey Evans and Natalia, I'm very, very happy for them to be asked to be put in that position to perform. In front of a crowd of people, women in that crowd who, and I'm not knocking someone's country. I don't want to go there. Um, 
who might not feel like very that they have a lot of rights, that they have a lot of freedom um, to perform in front of them as free women who mm-hmm. have those rights, who have those freedoms to and it meant it meant something to those ladies in the crowd. Yes. And I saw this. I saw the screenshots and the photos of Lacey Evans cr- bawling, bawling her eyes out. And it was a moment that those two ladies will never forget. And that's a beautiful thing. For also, it's a beautiful thing for that country because it's a lot of oppression that goes on there. Um, I know the in that culture and in that lifestyle, a lot of women aren't treated the same way they're treated here. Nope, that's why so, they were covered up. So there's a reason why they had to wear the Which long is fine. t-shirts. I don't and, think it needs to be time for cool. them to change everything and it's that's, little steps that's cool little and baby steps but for them to get the okay to just wrestle on that card was very very nice thing and i thought that the ladies in the crowd and the women's in the crowd and the young women in the crowd were very very excited mm-hmm. to see that and that's what made that was the happy moment behind it um i said it's probably my favorite part of crown jewel because that was one of the biggest things i've seen biggest moments that I appreciated out of the whole mat, out of the whole night, well, day, whatever <laughs> it was. Um, Reading the thread of why <laughs> we were getting yelled at, it was pretty funny. But you know what? At, at some point, you have to look at the what you've done there as a WWE in WWE. As far as a company goes, you put your stamp on a country who is going through a lot, who has a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Who's done a lot to us, to mm-hmm. to themselves? So you kind of have to. You put uh, they book themselves into a corner all the time, but they kind of made them made a deal with themselves into a corner here. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the deal is a ten year deal. Yes, between them and Saudi Arabia. So um, it's not even like ten shows; it's ten, 10 years. So it years, doesn't matter how many shows years. they put on there. We're like talking we're about stuck there for a bit. Yeah, I, I don't know what the business we're relationship. We're stuck there, I think, for another eight years. Well, it's according only been, what, to 2017? according to reports, there was a lot of bad blood between the Prince and Vince McMahon at the end of the show. So oh, and many superstars have said, "I'm never going back." Yeah, they're not. The, that was the worst experience they have they have ever experienced. I can imagine uh, half of those people are parents with children and wives at home. Yeah. Like, it's... I remember people were getting mad. I just want to give a little shout-out to Daniel Bryan, my favorite person ever. I'm going to talk about him later, too. Mm-hmm. That if we're talking wrestler of the decade, if nobody said... If people don't say Daniel Bryan, like, you're just a liar. But that Daniel Bryan put his foot down, and even as the champion was like, I'm not going. Like, you guys are insane. I, I honestly lose respect for the legends that go there and just like it's for money yeah and and i appreciate the people that are giving their money away like ali who's giving all his money away like that's what you should be doing you shouldn't be going there and putting it in your pocket for people that have an issue with people standing up and speaking up for certain situations such as this this is kind of crazy because mm-hmm. How can you get mad for someone speaking up and sticking to the standing their ground mm-hmm. on a, on something that and they feel? And delete tweets. Yeah. And they're just like, I want to go home, please. Yeah, there's, I, at some point, you have to w- dig deep within yourself and find the good in some people. Like, mm-hmm. as far as wrestlers go, there's good in all of them. Like, they're performers. 
but they're Americans too. I don't want to talk. Like I said, we've been getting very political on the show the last couple of weeks, but this needs to be said. The things that have been going on between us and them, especially in the mainstream media and stuff that's been, it's been things have been well documented. Mm-hmm. We don't really need to rehash it, but it's well known. We shouldn't be making business deals with this country. We can we can definitely help them out, give them advice on what they should do, but we shouldn't be over there shucking and jiving for fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I'm sorry, Tyson Fury. This this no 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 no. And for the guys that spoke up and stood their ground and said they're not going, I applaud you. For any sports uh, sports player or entertainer that stands up and says I'm not going to go do this because of this, then you that's when you, within your right. Like Mr. Doolittle, who just won a World Series with the Washington Nationals, said he will not be going to the White House to visit Pre- President Trump on the World Series Championship Trophy Tour. Mm-hmm. They asked him why. He goes, I cannot spend time and hang out with a man that speaks like that. Mm-hmm. That's his, that was his reasoning. I'm not, I'm, he's a grown man. I can't tell a man what to do. Mm-hmm. But if Daniel Bryan turns around and says, I'm not going because look at what they've done to this country, then so be it. Uh, who, he's a grown man. You got to fire him over it? Go ahead. Fire me. A grown man with a wife and a toddler And a kid. Home. And let the kid do, do uh, let that child grow up and do their history. I'm like, Daddy, why were you over there? And what are you going to What do you say money, to that? Money. Oh, because they were paying me $5 million, sweetheart. No. No, dad is wrong. And it was on Halloween. Look at all those dads that weren't there for trick-or-treating with their kids. <laughs> wow. But I will tell you this. The show did not disappoint in a lot of people's eyes. That Cesaro-Mansour match stole the show. Yep. That was the, oh, my goodness. I can watch them wrestle all day long. Um, you had the Tyson Fury nonsense go on with Braun Strowman. Like, we all. Mm. That came the last quiz match with two minutes. I. And anybody that honestly thought Kane, like me, I thought Kane Velasquez was going to win the title, I honestly thought. But we we just love to cater to Mr. Brock Lesnar. You know, he's the million-dollar man in the company. So we got to do what we got to do to make Brown it work. said, does this mean we might be seeing the beginning of a push for a union in WWE? I've been yes, saying that for years. Yes, Christopher Brown, years. look, Jesse the Body Ventura has been pushing for this tried. for years. Okay, He tried. He literally tried. And he sued and fought in court, and, hey, he got his money. I don't know what else needs to happen. That No, this this might be a time for a push for a union. Because there's somebody I told I told my buddy Runjan this. Shout out to Runjan Caldea, who's probably listening. Um, he, Me and him came up with this idea of starting, like, an insurance company for pro wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, how, for, like, we manage your, like, insur- health insurance and stuff like that. And I was like, how about just a union, a pro wrestling union that we stand up for the guys that who want to speak and who want to who have something to say, but they can't really say anything. No, we got to get a bunch of entertainers to back this and help them out because this is not this is the point where they have agents. Get the agents on board that it's written in their contract. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to Saudi Arabia. Sorry, that's not going to happen. That does take a lot of control away from Vince McMahon if you want to get the business side of things, and it might put turn the wrestling world onto its ear. But you know what? Maybe that maybe it's time. Maybe he had he has had too much control up until this point, because now he controls the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. So 
you go here when I tell you when to go. No. How about my contract says I don't go there? How about that? And if I have to go there and you're forcing me to, well, we'd, I'll see you in court. How about that? So it, what happened over there, if anybody does, that doesn't know, the show went on. The show was pretty good. The Fiend, as we know, is now the New York, United, excuse me, United States, a universal champion. Some people say too soon. I'm going to get into that in a second. Um, just want to talk about the travel portion of this. There were some superstars that were left behind. Some of them wasn't even left behind. Some of them was taking off a plane. I'm sitting in my seat, locked in, ready to go. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to get off the plane. What do you mean I got to get off the plane? I'm already here. My bag's in, checked in. I'm ready to go. Some of them couldn't get on a plane. A lot of confusion. A lot of sitting around in the airport. A lot of. A lot of phone calls being made overseas because you know them phone bills are probably through the roof right now. Because the families are probably calling like, hey, you were supposed to be back on Tuesday. What happened? I'm not saying it's actually Tuesday, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, this, this man who is in his 70s doesn't understand how scheduling works. So the same people that you had on this show that was done on Thursday, which would be our time, you want them on a show in Buffalo on Friday? So I don't get no sleep at all. That's what you're telling me. I was like, oh, how did Brock Lesnar get home? Well, how about this? It's probably written somewhere in Brock Lesnar's contract. I get a free charter flight wherever I go. That's why I went on so early so I could get, leave there and get back to where I need to be. Oh, how did this person get home? They probably did the same thing. As soon as their match was over, they hopped on, a, got changed, hopped on right to the airport. Some of those guys that stayed around and lingered too long, you guys got left behind, and that's, that was so unfortunate because some of these superstars are tired, they're run down, they have now worked over what we're coming on to the end of the year here, so they probably already have worked about, say, let's you know, like 250 dates, give or take. Not, that's not including autograph signings and, and um, appearances. That's not including all that, all the travel back and forth. Just saying. How about this, Vince? How about you You invest in a private charter? You have enough money to do it. Oh, they had a private jet. It took Flair, Hogan, Lesnar, Jimmy Hart, and Tyson Fury, and Vince McMahon, and it took them away, and they got to leave. This is what I'm talking and about. And everybody else was stuck. You, you don't have... You, Cain Velasquez was stuck with everybody else, too. It's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. That, that can't happen. So when, when it comes down to it, you have to make sure that you put yourself in a proper position, not only for yourself and your company's name, but for your superstars. We do have a phone call. Hold on one second. Phone call. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone, man? Who's on the phone? Let's Hello. not go back to Saudi Arabia. We really shouldn't go back. I know who that is on the phone. It's Rambling Rabbit. Yes, I it is Rambling it Rabbit on the line. His voice. Andrew, it's gonna give me are you a there? Headache. It's gonna give Andrew, me a headache. Hello. I got you, buddy. Hello. Got you on the air. How you doing, Andrew? Oh, good. Right. Uh, so the whole Saudi show, the whole Saudi mess was outrageous. According well, you to it. our boy, our old. Spanish commentator Hugo Cerovich, who 
got hit with the, in the head with the chair by Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania reported that the Saudi prince owed Vince McMahon 300 to 500 million from the last couple shows that they did in Jeez. Saudi. Mm-mm-mm. So Vince McMahon cut the TV feed in Saudi Arabia until he got to see some money. That's why the prince took all the superstars off the plane <laughs> and said, you're not leaving. It's like a drug deal today. going wrong. <laughs> like, I told you last listen, week, someone's I'm always making I'm shutting the club money. down until I see some money for my product. Like, what? what is going on, it, man? <laughs> is this an episode of Power? I think it's so stupid. Honestly, Vince needs to not be a spiteful idiot. And if you, they Prince owes you, if the Prince owes WWE money, they should have said, where's the money before we even started the show? Exactly. I don't, listen, I, and then, I don't do deals unless I get money up front. Yeah. At least half, at least a down payment, something. Yeah. You did all these shows up until this point throughout this whole year. You mean to tell me this man still owes you over $500 million and you still didn't get it? Yep. So, it's something also, as so far as a wire transfer. That man's worth $1 billion. We looked it up last week. Yeah. Oh, more like $6 billion. Yeah, it was like $6 billion. Oh, Net worth. What, what the? Every, and even this big man is trying to get superstars to go on video saying to cover it Because there was they flight said troubles, not that it was that mechanical, mechanical issues. issues on the plane. There was no mechanical issues. So issue. he tried to tell all superstars, like, you should just tweet out like hey guys like we can't glue shoes can't get home like we're all stupid no because these are grown grown and that's adults why everyone had to delete their tweets because they didn't they were it, like oh my god i can see stuck. zach Ryder doing it because he's an idiot and whatnot but like i don't i see every like Ruth have tweeted out guys we're gonna need your your prayers at this point right now because we're not leaving yet and blah 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 like, I felt so scared for all the superstars that were still there. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen to you. Yeah, because who knows if this poor prince, the prince of Saudi, wants to put a friggin' hit on them because, oh, Vince McMahon's an idiot. Then all of a sudden... Don't... No, that, know what Kayla's looking like, at? Kay, Andrew, Kayla's looking know, at me like I'm crazy. I know, but let's not say that because then we're going to get in trouble. But, but hold on. He's it's not true. lying. No, I know he's and not lying, but I don't want to say it. That's why I didn't say when that lady was like, oh, but there are allies. I was like, really? No, that's not an ally. Do you understand? Let this is a not, business deal. I didn't think we should talk about that on air because last week got a little crazy, and I didn't think we should go there again. Like, this is, was a business deal. We're not talking about politically. But if we want to talk politically, we're not an ally with that. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Nope. This is a business yep. deal between two billionaires. One billionaire didn't get his money. The other one pulled everyone off his planes. That's yeah. flat, flat out how it is. While that man's flying high in the sky, sip, sipping on Chardonnay, and the, everybody else is sitting in the airport waiting to get home. Yeah. He doesn't I see nothing wrong with that? Brock Lesnar, on his private jet, took about probably Rey Mysterio, King Velasquez, him and Paul Heyman back to the United States, and left everybody else and said, you know what? I care about these four four people, like, to get home safe and blah, blah, blah. But, like, I think WWE should have, honestly, get their own private jet. I said this. 
I said this already. You have enough money to do this. Get in with a business yeah. partner, somebody like Mr. President Trump, who has other business ventures outside of being the president, who has another business on the side after his presidency is over. I'm pretty sure he's going to go back to. He's your friend. Contact him and ask him, do you want to go half with this on me, with me? That's it. You have friends that are billionaires. Every WWE superstar flies in and out on a WWE plane that fits everybody that needs to go places. Like, I heard people, the NXT superstars that were flew up to Buffalo yesterday, on Friday were almost missed the show. They needed a police escort Yeah. to get to the show on time. Yep, they did. Like, I, I heard that, too. Like, they, like, needed, they need bells like, and whistles just to get to a show. The scrambling, and uh, and don't get me wrong, the show was per- it was perfect, it was fantastic, but yes, show was, <laughs> it was fantastic. But you you know that you should never have to have your talent scrambling like that. That's like me as a boss, where I work, I am considered one of the bosses, right? And I decide, hey guys, I'm not coming in. I got something else to do. So who's gonna run the who's gonna run this place? Oh, you guys figure it out. Now I gotta call yeah. Kalen. Hey Kalen, listen, um. It's only a morning person here, and I got to run this whole place for the whole day. Can you come in? All right, I'll come in. Now you're scrambling to get here. Then we call somebody else, and we call Anthony, we call Andrew. No, why do why do we have to do yeah, this? Yeah, but An- Anthony wouldn't show up. Like, why do we have to scramble? Right. See, me and Ryan got in a car, kind of like a little argument on Friday. And big shot, back, big oh, shot. about the whole Saudi Arabia thing, about oh the dates and the scheduling. I guarantee you they have the next, like, eight dates. Well, the yeah, they do. They do. And they do. And instead of having Friday Night Smackdown taped after Raw on Monday, they could have... would have been a smart thing to do, but thank God they didn't because it was a great Smackdown. Yeah, because yeah. NXT saved the damn show. <laughs> well, so Triple happy. H and NXT saved the show. Let's just put it down. Well, way. I do want to give credit for people that were actually there and made it. Yes, Daniel Bryan. Daniel, I'm. We're gonna. I gotta talk about. Oh, Daniel oh no, Bryan we're gonna. Later, we're gonna Miz, jump into the I want SmackDown. the Miz to get more credit. I'm I, gonna. I'm gonna jump into my love for my boy, my boy Hunter. I'm gonna jump into all that right after this phone call. We're gonna get on the. I gotta yeah. jump on the Saudi thing because it go. pissed me off, man. It got me really upset to see people scrambling to get home. I watched a video where Carl Anderson sneaks into his garage to surprise his kids while they're watching Little Mermaid that he's home. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, just got home from Saudi Arabia. <sighs> Man, what's up? I saw Heath Slater uh, post a video of him FaceTiming his kids saying, Dad, I'm sorry, Daddy's not going to be home tonight. I was hoping to be home tonight with you guys, but because of situations that are happening in Saudi, I'm not going to be making it home. But that, like, scares me, you know? Like, like say that I had a, my my I was a wrestler and I was yeah, but you're not. had kids but you're and not. I was in a like overseas and I couldn't get home. I'd be so scared for myself and all my co employees. The fact that all of us were stranded while our boss left us like that's one thing that's really technical. Like say that like oh Vince McMahon left us here to basically fight for ourselves to get home and as in really worried about our safety, he's more worried about his safety. When he's 70 damn years old, when he has people that are making him money. Like, 
Seth Rollins and The Fiend are Bray Wyatt, and everybody else like, that were in the last half of the show all should have been, like, calling Vince, like, why did you leave us? Come on, man. You know better than that. Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Jimmy's... Are you just uh, saying that, everything that we already said? Kind of. <laughs> yes. But, like, everything just pissed me off about the whole... I even though I said this man didn't do anything wrong with the whole show, and then as to the fact that he left them, I, I really got ticked off of Vince McMahon. Yeah, man. Look, at, at some point, like, I keep saying at some point, I gotta stop saying that. At some point, <laughs> you gotta just say... Listen, if you owe me like, money, that we don't have a deal. <laughs> you owe me five hundred million dollars, I don't got a deal with you. Don't no you, you still got Fox's money. You could have made a deal with He could have made a deal with Japan. He could have made a deal with anybody else. What made you think you're making a deal with Saudi Arabia? Why are you making deals with companies that have, countries that have like are like companies like go to Australia, stay in Australia, go to Sydney, yeah. Australia. Super Showdown was pretty good. Yeah, Super Showdown worked out pretty damn well. The travel was fine. Just... I said Japan, I just Canada. I don't care what I... you do. Just get me to a place where you can get home on time. Yeah. What was the problem? But Andrew, we're gonna let you go, buddy. Um, yep. thank you Are for you the call. Tomorrow, I should be there tomorrow. I know Adam wants to be there, so we can do shots. For right. my birthday. I'll be picking you up tomorrow. I'll be driving. No problem, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Andrew's, Andrew's taking a sober Monday. Monday. Oh, sober Monday, Andrew. How adorable. Andrew, I'll talk to you All later, right. buddy. See ya. That was Andrew calling in That was in Andrew from... calling in to repeat everything that we had just said. Oh. Just in a slower... Don't you just love uh, family? Look, at, at some point, you know, you got to be able to... Let Andrew just go, you know. That's the last time I'm going to say at some point, guys. I promise. That's not true. That is not true at all. It's my go-to line. <laughs> now, moving on, after we just ripped Saudi Arabia apart. Um, wait, one more thing about Saudi. Do you see that this business deal is going to be severed by any chance? I think they're going to have a problem when everybody refuses to go. <laughs> I don't think it's going to sever their deal. Because then somebody's gonna die. Please don't say that. Well, you let Andrew say. You let Andrew say, but I can't say it. Fine. He said it all. We can can edit that out. We can edit edit you out. You're silencing women again. Unbelievable! Don't you start that. What are you, Saudi? Just got word from Anthony. He won't be making it today. Yeah, I know. He texted me. I just didn't want to say it on air. Just saying, Anthony um, will be with us next week. Maybe. Wait. Move, moving on. Moving on. Uh, what are we moving on to? SmackDown? We're not even going to talk about AEW? We just well, skipped Well, Rodney did not get the chance to watch AEW because Rodney was celebrating I his did. birthday. So take the reins, Kaylin. Tell me about so, AEW. Like, I was a person that didn't watch it this week. I did hear it had very low ratings because it was it Game did, 7 of the World Series. It did. That's what I was saying. Everyone's like, oh, my God, the ratings were all. I'm like, because it's the World Series, Game guys. 7 Hello. of the World Series. Like, let's wait until, like, next week, and then we could say, like, what's the problem? Because I was talking with Megan about it, too. She was like, what's going on? Like, the low ratings were so low. Um, I believe they had 700,000, but I really think that was because of um, the World Series. Big whoop. I really did not care about this World Series this year at all. 
I don't know, but I thought nobody cared this year, but I guess everybody did. Because the ratings were 700,000. That's 700,000 to be exact. 700,000. We do have our second phone call of the day. Another one. Call it, you're on air with Behind the Barricade. Bro, dude, I think Brock was, no, because Brock, Brock just said he's going to, he quit SmackDown, so I think they're going to bring the WWE Championship to Raw, and then, did you see that new design of the Universal title that Bray Wyatt leaked? Yeah, I did see it. I did get the chance to see what it's going to look like. I don't want to look at leaks. So I did not. But I, the second that Bray won that tie, I was like, well, Brock Lesnar is going to Raw, guys, bye. If nobody saw that coming, of course they were going to put him on SmackDown for two weeks to hype him up and then bring him to Raw. I real, I think this is just because I should be a writer for WWE. Hint, hint, wink, wink, give me a job. But You said hint, hint, wink, wink, give me a job. Maybe not even for WWE. AW, hint, hint, wink, wink. I could fix your women's division up real nice. You know, I'm just saying. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Hey, now, I must say that in the Bray Wyatt-Fiend situation, some people feel like it was too early. What is your thoughts on that? Do you feel like it was too soon? Do you feel like they should have waited to a bigger stage, not at Crown Jewel, maybe at WrestleMania, maybe even at Survivor Series? How do you feel about him winning the title? I think it was too soon. I think it should have happened at Survivor Series, but I didn't. But, yeah, I think, I think it should have happened at Survivor Series, not Crown Jewel. Okay. I think it's a lot of people's statements have said that it was too soon for him, that they pulled the trigger. Um, they they kind of made an impulse move. I think it needed to happen at this one because if he lost clean at Crown Jewel with a, this match cannot be stopped no matter what, it would have ruined him more than we thought it did at Hell in a Cell. I but think he needed I to win. T- I'm telling you, they could have... They could have did something different to keep it going. I, you didn't have to. I, I can't stand when they do this. They, you book yourself into certain situations because one person gets hurt and you don't have a plan B. You jumped on this because this was your plan B. For the first time ever, WWE had a plan B. And you still screwed it up. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it. Because like, I'm telling you right now, it was. it should have been... The Fiend, Undertaker, Survivor Series. I don't want to see The Undertaker wrestle again. None of us do, but it was supposed to be him putting Undertaker down. That's what I guarantee you that was plan A. But Drew McIntyre got hurt. You had to go with plan B. You you had no choice. You had to go and put him in a feud with Seth. But you didn't necessarily have to have Seth Seth lose. That's my point. He could have disappeared. You could have did some ninja dust. He's gone. Like, come on. It, at some point, you got to figure it out. And they clearly don't know how to figure it out. They have a serious problem with this. They can't think on the fly. And sometimes they go so fast on the fly that they, they don't know how to do anything. But for the first time in a long time, this past Friday, you booked something on the fly and it worked mm-hmm. because it just made sense. So I don't I don't necessarily know what they're gonna where they're gonna go from here. I just hope that they have a plan because if you don't have a plan, you're gonna have the fiend just hold on to it for a month and then drop it. There's a problem with you. You're gonna lose your viewership. You're gonna lose your people who are all backing this character. He needs to hold this until Mania, if not for yeah. a whole year. He needs to hold it for the as long as they can keep it on him. Yeah, but I think like. SmackDown was a good show, no, no matter what. And I know she t- took over, but it, I think I think the Raw roster or SmackDown roster are going to go to NXT this week, and they one month there. I just 
I, I just see that happening, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Well, hey, if they can keep this going, because Survivor Series is going to be um, tri-branded. So, I know, I'm excited. Uh, it, it's, I'm excited, too. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. I'm thinking about matches that mm. I know won't happen, but I would be so excited for. Can you imagine if we had Naomi, what day Sasha is, Banks, and Bianca Belair in what, a match? What day is Survivor Series? Um, let me look it up. I'll find uh, 24th. 24th. We're doing it at your house? That's my dog's birthday. Oh, we got to celebrate your dog's birthday got, and watch Survivor we'll Series. It's we Shay's. It. She'll be 11. Oh, Shay's going to be 11. Oh. Shout out to Shay. Oh, shout out the to Shane, one of two of the most beautiful dogs I want to give a shout seen. out to my dog for not pooping in my house this weekend. Maddie, on the other hand, is a little shit and pooped in the house. Shout out 20 to 20 minutes after I let them out to go to the bathroom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Maddie. All right. All right, Eric. Uh, Eric, I saw that. Are you going to be attending that SmackDown in Brooklyn? Yeah, I might, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll be there. So. We'll okay. definitely talk right, behind the scenes. All right. All right, take it easy, brother. All right, you too. It's Eric, our boy Eric, always calling in at the right times. Yeah, I definitely, definitely enjoy our comp- the company that we get on the phone lines, man. I tell you, it's it's a lot of fun listening to you guys and, and taking you guys in as far as what you have to say. So very educated guys, a lot of good questions. I like it. I like it. Keep it coming. But talking about SmackDown, SmackDown was very eventful. Um, throw, kind of throwing things to the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm-hmm. It's n- there wasn't that hard if you really think about it because Survivor Series is right around the corner. There, and nobody was there. Nobody was there. I just want to give a shout-out to the people that were there for holding it down and making and it Now what SmackDown should do this week is should come out and say, yeah, real funny, Triple H, that you can bring your boys over here when nobody's here, but we're here now where you're at. Yeah, I want to see that's Roman That's what you got to like, do. Hello. See, that's what you got to do. You got to come out and be like, yeah, where's your boys now? And then have one or two, maybe three of them just there, mm-hmm. you know? Or like have the Undisputed Era eating popcorn in the front row or something. Just I to really, keep I was thinking about the main match that I really want to see. But I don't think it's going to work with how they're doing it in NXT. I really thought that they were going to set up, like, Undisputed Era and the OC. But they're on oh. Raw. And then I was like, oh. and who is a heel right now? Oh. Finn Balor. Well, stop but it. it looks don't. like. Stop, I told you. It looks I told like you they're going to make. But it, it looks, looks like, like Adam Cole. Finn part of the Undisputed Era. But, Why would they no, do that? But not. Hold Stupid. on. Hold on. They did not. Hold on, because you look, you can. I called this back in the summertime. I told you guys once the OC got together, I said, okay, Finn Balor's going to go away. He's going to have his time, and Finn's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to be the heel. And hopefully, with that heel turn, he can join the OC and they bring create the club. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a chance right here. Now, he necessarily doesn't have to. I know he's NXT. But you can definitely have him say, you know what? Just for this one time only, I think I can help my boys out a little bit. Why not have the Undisputed Era take on Finn Balor and OC as Survivor Series? Give us the match we want. Okay, that's the match we want. Give it to me. But I could definitely see them not going that route because they want to put Adam Cole with the next. Against the Fiend, against Brock Lesnar in a triple threat match. 
That's what's rumored to happen. <laughs> and the memes were crazy funny. With the SpongeBob meme. Did you see the SpongeBob meme? No. With the feet on one side, or, uh, the, the giant brawly bullfish, and then the yeah. other one with Brock Lesnar. And it's yeah. just him in the middle. <laughs> it says, Adam Cole. <laughs> and the little title is here. It says, Baby. It was hilarious. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but they're going to try to do it. They're going to, hey. I mean, we saw Brock Lesnar take on Daniel Bryan and that last was, year. That was that okay. Was a, that was probably the best Brock Lesnar match I've seen. Well, the one with him and Finn Balor was not bad either. Mm-hmm. He works well with little guys. He does. No, but defeat. Oh man, that's ah. I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Mm. Uh, well, it's interesting to see where they're gonna go because you can't bury Adam Cole. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Somebody, you can't bury either one of these guys. Well, Bro- Brock can take the loss. He doesn't have to. Yeah, but you know he won't. Oh, he. But I. Don't, I don't want to see him destroy anybody either. Let's not. How about this? Let's not go that route. Let's stay I, away from that. Let's not do it. I was just really thinking of matches that could happen but won't because they're not champions. And that really oh. imagine Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Bianca Belair. That, just think about it. You can't because it's so amazing. Did you not see the beating? My girl Dana Brooke took for Bianca Bella. I, oh, I retweeted I it. I was wheezing, and I, I was say. wheezing at Carmella's <laughs> acting. She just looked like she had a headache. Yo, it was, it was hilarious. Like, Did you hear Dana? Oh, 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 oh. It was, oh, my Ooh. goodness. I, I, it was so bad, I retweeted it. If you go on my Twitter, I have it on Twitter. It was hilarious, folks. Watch it. Bianca Bella tearing Dana Brooke apart. I love me some Dana Brooke. Y'all know how I feel about my Dana Brooke, and I pick on her all the time. But... I have to tell you, that was a funny, funny moment. I just really, I was so disappointed in Carmella's acting. No, she really was just like I don't this. think Carmella knew what to do. She was just like this. <laughs> uh, but she looked like she was just annoyed. But give me, give I me what dead. I, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, just say team up, right? Mm-hmm. And who do you want them to take on? Shinsuke and Sami Zayn? No. Nah, I don't like that. I'll take Sami Zayn in the mix with, with, with one of them, but you got to put somebody else in there. You can't put Shinsuke in there. But most likely, I like, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't want to see it, but I'm okay mm-hmm. with it if you're going to just do it, right? Because I know that Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Sami Zayn is going to tear it up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Shinsuke can't tear it up no more. Shinsuke has become this new WWE version of Shinsuke Nakamura. Hasn't been the greatest mm-hmm. in the world. So I'm okay with what they do. As far as the women go, you give me Shayna Baszler, Bailey, taking on Becky Lynch, or whoever else you want to blow in, throw in there, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because you know how strong it's going to make Shayna Baszler look? Yep. How strong, she already looked strong on Friday. The, 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 you get, it couldn't get no better than what it was. It was the perfect invasion angle. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you invade. Okay, if mm-hmm. you want to learn how to invade a show, that's why the last two invasions when they do Survivor Series have been my favorite episodes because it happens out of nowhere sometimes, and you don't Not really last know. Year's. Last year was kind of telegraphed. Year. The one with Dana Brooke was running. That, that was, was two the years that was the best one. That was the best. That, oh my goodness. That was that's what really I know. Like I fell a... in love with her. I said, like, "Yo, she could sprint." They had the New York Marathon today. They she could have ran. Oh, You're ridiculous. Like, but oh man, That's she was ridiculous. a full in heels. Out. She was 
Oh man! You saw it for two seconds. You no, don't know if she fell right after. Nah, she didn't fall. Trust me, my you girl didn't fall. That. She's strong. She got the strong calves. And you see them calves? They fired Emma right after that. Yeah. BS. Unbelievable. But I'll tell you, unbelievable stuff. Uh, 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 man, what a show. What a show Friday. And to believe that Triple H took the reins and he made some phone calls, what, what the young kids that I told Andrew, Andrew, the best thing for them to do right now that the people are stuck is they got to call NXT and just get some guys down and put them on the show. Soon as I said that, not only an hour later, rumor has it NXT superstars are coming to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what this is going to happen, right? You could see Setting in the beginning that they were dragging it a little bit mm-hmm. to get them time to get there, too. They were mm-hmm. like, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, let's take you back to the replay. Let's, uh, let's show you the entire yeah, Brock Lesnar match. Like, seriously. Let's show you the whole thing. They're in the building? Okay, come on. Now we can go okay. on with the real okay. show. It was perfect. In the segment backstage, and let me, t- let me, listen, we always talk about superstars that don't put people over. Daniel Bryan, Daniel I have a respect Bryan. for you. That this is this it, is what I wanted to talk beyond about. me. Belief. This that, is like, what a veteran veteran in this business should be doing. Mm-hmm. This is not a Roman Roman Reigns wins in the last second. Daniel Bryan, since he has come back, has put over every. He put over Kofi Kingston. He put over who else? I can't even think. He put over Ali. Yes, he did. He puts over everybody. He's not there for himself. He's doing this truly because he, that's what you're supposed to do. He got Triple H put him over, so he's paying his dues, and he's like, I'm going to put over everybody else. I actually, me and Megan were talking. We were like, it would actually be believable if he won and went to NXT. I would believe it. I feel like they need another to get ratings another, up there. Another they need veteran. another person there. And I've heard that Daniel Ryan wants to get, start getting a lighter schedule because he's getting he's getting older. Yeah, I've heard that NXT that's what he is wants. Pretty I was light. Like, that's I think it's that's a light. good. And he can teach. And he he can he teach. Teacher. He can teach. He does, we like, were like, you know what? That's not a bad place to go. Well, the rumor has it what Finn is doing down there is not Finn is not just wrestling on the card. He's helping in the performance I center would as well. It. So he's helping develop these guys because he's such a character in himself mm-hmm. and what he brings to the table. He can show you how to elevate your character yeah. and how to be charismatic. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, is, he just has a, 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 a personality about him that screams coach, teacher. Yes. You can learn. I can see him opening a wrestling school and having tons of talent mm-hmm. come out of his school because he's so good at what he can do. And he's not afraid to take risk as a performer. Yeah. So – the whole setup backstage with and Triple H and Daniel Bryan and oh, that was and H B K. Yeah, it's cold in here. It's cold in here. Put the put jacket back on. Put the coat back on. Oh, 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 I was dying. The crowd. You you can listen you to can that Buffalo it, crowd. Like, oh. oh, and then they went. <laughs> oh, man, that was like H B K. Get back in the ring. Oh, it's cold. I was like, oh, no, cold. Vince ain't that. I was like, damn, they go that desperate. They gotta go oh, Sean back in the ring right now. Oh, it's cold. So and then he went. You ever met my friend Adam Cole, baby? The Adam Cole just walked up real smooth. I was like, oh, man. Oh, And man. a clean win over Daniel Bryan. What? Like, that's how you know Daniel Bryan's the best. Like, he didn't let this end with, like, I really was, like, undisputed. I was going to come out and beat him up. Like, yeah. oh, great. No, this was clean. Like, no, clean win. And the chemistry mm-hmm. in that ring. Daniel Bryan just, I feel like he can oh. instantly, ha- he's one of those people who can have instant chemistry with anybody. It was insane. 
instant chemistry really turned the tone, tone, turned the whole show upside down. And I think they stole the week. Wrestle match of the week has to go to Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole. Unbelievable, unbelievable match. What a way to end the show. And look how they closed it out. Mm-hmm. All of them in the ring. The crowd is on fire. Mm-hmm. When I say burning, burning. The people in Buffalo did not expect to get what you got. And I said, listen, if you, darn it, if I, if I wish I was there. Because I probably would have lost my mind. And, oh, you got a gift, Buffalo. A gift. And thank you, Buffalo. Thank you for being a great crowd. Yeah. And eating it up. And, you, listen, you, look. It and might it was better. interesting. Only, it wasn't like, remember yes. we were talking about how they did the shows at MSG, MSG and everyone was like, who? Undisputed Arrow, who is that? And we were like, oh, God. Remember you and Anthony yep. were talking about that? Like, they knew who everybody was. They were cheering everybody. I got where I was like, oh, they're going to make fun of Keith Lee. And then. No. That, that whole man crowd, literally. Matt Riddle. He moves like he weighs 30 pounds soaking wet. When Matt Riddle hit the ring, the crowd going, bro, bro. That was. In, oh, my goodness. I, I said, this is insane. Mm-hmm. And H, you could feel the love that he has for these guys. The only the, complaint oh, I goodness. have. Got it. But it's not even, like, with this angle. It's just I feel so bad for Zami Zayn. Yeah. Like, when you were talking about, like, people that you feel bad for, like, you felt bad for. I, that man, I really think, when you think about everybody that, like, got called up and, like, got ruined, I think he has to be, like, my main, like, oh, my God. Has he? Ha- I don't think he's had a title run yet. No. He's been a jobber, like, and he said in this thing, like, I was the heart and soul of NXT. Like, don't talk to me about NXT. No, was he? Was I, he? That man was the most over thing I've ever seen. I've never seen no one that over In not get a push That was the way he did. I and, feel so bad for him. And I know they said injuries set him back, and it really mm-hmm. hurt Vince's trust in him. Which is sad. The same thing he said about Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Like, but he has no problem with Seth Rollins, who's been injured, what, three times? Multiple times. Uh, so I don't uh, get it. Don't and has it. injured other people. Like how many times has Charlotte stop talking about Sasha time, Banks like, injuring people when times, Seth Rollins retired Sting? How many times has Charlotte taken off to fix an implant? Yep. Or to fix her face? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, let's be real. So don't give me that crap about Sami Zayn. I, I just loved every minute of it. I thought that the show was fantastic, and Sami Zayn. I really wish he finds his happy place because mm-hmm. they need to give him a title. They need to maybe he's just, maybe he's setting up to turn on Shinsuke. I, I feel said like if that's he just the, does such better work as a face because he just has a face that like even when he insults the, the crowd, he, he has that face that you're like, hey, you're funny, you're right. I know we call Daniel Bryan the ultimate underdog, mm-hmm. but Sami Zayn reminds me of Daniel Bryan a yes. lot. He too is the ultimate underdog, mm-hmm. the guy that you wouldn't really think would be your champion and the guy that you think you look at him and you wouldn't think that he's a great wrestler he's like a and dad wrestles, you're like, like oh my god the, he's like a, he looks like the average joke yeah he looks like he could like ring you up at target yeah like hey would you like would you was like paper want some fries with that it's like you sure it's like is anything i help you with and you're in the speaker section this is best buy mm-hmm. just saying like that's the kind of guy he looks like but he can wrestle mm-hmm. and he can entertain and people still to this day sing his theme song every time he hit, every time the music hits. But the love for him is unreal. So why are we pushing him? What is going on back there where you have that talent, caliber of a talent 
that you're not doing nothing with? Are you saving him for money in the bank? What are you doing? Are you saving him for the Royal Rumble? Would that be a shocker? Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. That would be huge. But who knows? At this point, we don't know. What I can tell you is that. I don't even that, care about the Royal Rumble anymore, man. I do. Is it I, just me or has the, the past three years, like, it's been so obvious lackluster. who wins the Rumble? So it's, yeah, it's like, been a little oh, lackluster. Right. The only thing the time that shocked me was Randy Orton winning. That was the last one that shocked yeah. me because I didn't see that coming. But, like, we knew Asuka was going to win. Yeah. We knew Shinsuke. Seth was going to win. We knew Shinsuke was going to win. Everybody was like, Becky's not going to win because she's not in the match. I'm like, oh, just wait. Becky's going Becky's gonna to be in there. Like, I'm happy for Kyrie Sane and Asuka. I'm happy for those two. They finally are getting some love. Like, I know Asuka got a lot of love. I know she did. But she didn't get a lot of love. I shouldn't say that. She got some love. But, no, she needs to be a, she needs to be an everyday television talent. She needs to be on TV every time. She's that caliber of talent. Who? Asuka. Say it again. Oh, yeah. So why are we treating her like she's – this woman went undefeated in NXT. She didn't lose her title. She got a strip from her because she could ever – she beat through everybody. She was getting called up. She never lost. Mm-hmm. They took it from her. She practically is NXT Hall of Famer. <laughs> if you really want to look at the, look at it that way, like she was the most dominant force for a long time, until ran into Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah, the, the, that's probably the most my biggest my biggest pet peeve with Charlotte would be that moment. Yep. Other than that first Hell in a Cell match, it has to be that moment. But it just makes for me so much more satisfying the next day she lost her title to Carmella. <laughs> oh, man, that would be a beautiful sight. But, oh, uh, my girl crying. And the Iconics. All three of my girls. Oh, the best. Now, I will tell you this. It, it was a I love eventful women's Friday. And the way he ended it. The, this is why I love H. You know, I want to get into this. I love Triple H. That's why he's my favorite wrestler. Um, he's I want to like HBK people. so bad. I saw someone go, because somebody put, like, wrestler of the decade, Daniel Bryan, like, look at mm. all the people put over. And someone quoted him was like, yeah, after Shawn Michaels, like, this guy's just the best at helping other superstars out. I was like, mm. after Shawn Michaels, I'm Mr. Sure. I'm not losing to him. I'm not losing to him. That guy? That guy is. Be- mm, shush. I would say after Triple H. Everybody said, no, don't get me wrong. H had a period where he was burying a lot of people. Yeah. But but I think that was also the, guess what? I married the boss's daughter. Now he's like, you know what? I did my, I did it. Now I'm going to pay my dues. And but, at later in his career. But no, no but hold should. on. Triple, this is what, I, what people get twisted about H. Is H got punished yes. from like 19, what was it? Say, give or take 1996, 7. Yeah. Till about 2000? Well, it makes me think about, did you ever see that video? And it was basically like a drunk history of WWE, but it was like a fan-made thing. Mm-hmm. And it was all about Triple H's career. And it got to the point with, like, the Dan Bryan thing. And he goes, you know why Triple H hates Daniel Bryan? Because Daniel Bryan is Triple, Triple H. H. And it's true. Remember, Daniel Bryan got, fi- uh, yeah, got, he got fired. Yes, he got punished, too. He got punished. Not even punished. He got Lost cut. his job. He lost his job. And still made it all the way to the top because he was the underdog. And, That's and Triple H. It's so sad because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, Triple H, all he did was bury people. 
Yeah, he had a title run. You know why he buried everyone and why he got that title run? It's because he had to suffer and get beat every single night every be- and had Austin and The Rock run up and down all over him like he was a nobody. And also because truly at that point, nobody was better than Triple H. And that kind of is the problem is when you don't build anybody else, two thousand three. Nobody was touching this man in 2003. Mm-hmm. You could say John Cena, but Cena was on SmackDown. Yep. So Cena was a SmackDown guy. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, as far as age goes, age was running evolution from evolution to he was running the show. And still one of the loudest pops in Madison Square Garden history other than Austin getting that pop while we were there at Raw, which was fantastic. Um, other than that pop, I think age still holds the loudest pop from that comeback. When he walked back out there and said, just in case you guys forgot who the hell I am, that promo. I just love some good old Triple H, like, even funny Triple H. Oh, my God. I had that jacket. Somebody just put on Twitter. You know, I bought, you know I got that jean jacket for Christmas? Oh, I'm sure you did. Oh, my God. Somebody just put on Twitter. Back when, like, WWE was kind of, this was, like, right before. It was right before the Vicky and Edge wedding. So it was right before oh I started watching. God. And he went, Vicky, I just want to say congratulations. And everyone's booing. He's like, no, no, no. Guys, think about it. It's really smart. Edge is a really smart guy to be marrying an executive in the company. And <laughs> MVP's right next to me. He's like. <laughs> you, 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 you. you I see what you did. <laughs> I see what you did there. I was like, ooh, I love when Triple H makes fun of himself. See, oh, I love when he does that. I love when he cuts the, to the real. Where yeah. like when he when he was with the authority and he would talk about the wrestling internet wrestling community and just I'm shit on us. Tweet about it. Yeah, he goes. He used to just shit on us all the time. Yeah, you're just like those guys that hop behind Ryan the keyboard. Getting arrested. He's like, guys, guys, come on. We all know you're not even real cops. What? <laughs> Like the, the here's the best part when he mm. when the, when he called everyone out saying, "Oh, you sound like one of those guys that hide behind the keyboard that swear they know everything about this business, but they honestly don't know nothing about the politics of this business." And I was like, "Damn, he talking to everybody on Twitter right now under the hashtag raw." <laughs> like it's insane how he can just tap in, but you that's what we ask for. Somebody that understands the current and understands the way the waves are flowing right now. He gets it. As much as you guys want to say he buries people, as much as you want to say, oh, he's under the thumb of Vince McMahon, oh, it's H's fault, that's his fault. you got to understand he doesn't own the company outright. I'm pretty sure if he did, things would be a little bit different. But he does have a say-so at some point. And he also is the the creator and reigns holder of a certain brand in this company who nobody else can touch except him so i'm happy with that because it happens to be the best brand they got right now and that's saying a lot from a former wrestler that just buried people right don't forget like you said he paid his dues by giving it back now yeah does he have a big match here and there at wrestlemania of course he does because he's damn triple h and he deserves one so I don't care and if you don't want to see people. him no more. When's the last time he won at WrestleMania? I think Triple H actually has the worst WrestleMania record. Yeah, he does. He does. Flat out has the worst WrestleMania record. The only thing I wish they just the one thing I wish they had at WrestleMania. So I wish. Who did he wrestle this year? Batista. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't care. You know what I would have rather seen this year? Pulled out the nose ring. Remember that? 
Yeah. <gasps> I would have rather saw Dean Ambrose and Triple H this year. Do you remember Ooh. that little hidden gem at Roadblock? Yes. Yes. That was one of the best matches of Dean a- the Dean Ambrose career. Not John Moxley's career. Just of Dean Ambrose's career. That was one of the best matches. Yeah. People say one of the most underrated matches underrated matches in WrestleMania history was one of Triple H's. Mm-hmm. One of the most. Which and one? that was the WrestleMania 18. I was John, I um, Triple that. H, Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship. That, no, this is like Undisputed titles, I should say. Um, and that was a great match. But what stole the show was Rock and Hogan. But you forgot who was on that card. Like, that match was on that card. Mm-hmm. The year before that, you had Triple H Undertaker. That ended beautifully. Taker going over, of course, but H picking up the sledgehammer. You think H can get the sledgehammer up just to hit Taker in the head, and he drops him for the last ride right before he can swing it. It was like the storytelling was fantastic, but this is at a point where Triple H was at his peak. It was a it was a great time to be a, a Triple H fan. Yeah, do I want to see him win at WrestleMania? Sometimes, yes, I do. Do I mind seeing Triple H wrestle still? Yes, I do because he still has it. He can still move around. But do I think, is he stealing the spotlight from others? No, he's actually getting put in positions to do things because, A, he's still under a performance contract, and, B, he's asked to do these things to make the card more appealing. Because a lot of people, no matter what, we don't feel the same way about The Undertaker that we do Triple H. I know many people that would love to see another Triple H match and not see another Undertaker match or Goldberg match. They don't want to see that. I was like, yo, H's going to be there? Okay, I'm cool with that. Fine. Like, I was cool with him winning the Royal Rumble that year because I understood the story. It was, it was a perfect story. It was, done, it was well done. The only, way that, the only way that we can make this work is we can't put the title on Roman to have him arrive at the WrestleMania. Who's he going to face? So let H to have it. And let, H, let Roman take H out. Mm-hmm. And then Q Hail to the King by Vince Sevenfold. And that was the greatest song I can... Unbelievable video package with the song. It was fantastic. It worked. Enough of me clamoring over Triple H. But unbelievable SmackDown. Well I done. I love Daniel Bryan. This man gets me hyped every My time he touched the mic. My brother-in-law came down and was like, what are you watching? I'm like, WWE. He saw Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz. He goes, oh, my God. Is that Mike from Real World? I'm like, no, yes. No, he didn't. No, he didn't say that. I can't believe that like, people <laughs> actually like remember him from Damn. that. He and was he's a big like, part on that he's show. like, that's probably the biggest star they've ever gotten from Real World. I can't believe he's like. I won't say that. I was, who would be, else would be the biggest star? Well, I can't Real name World. one. I would say <laughs> The Miz is probably the biggest thing to come from Real World. I would say. I can't name another person that was on Real World. Um, nah. Nah. No. That, that's about it. Yeah. Nah. It was Nah, I was too young to be watching Real World like that. I gotta ask my sister. Shana, well, he was on listening. in like 2001. Yeah, like, and then said like I'm gonna be. But there a wrestler, was this girl. Was like, ah, ah. There was this girl on like 99 and 2000 that was on the show, who was like, she was like, the now equivalent to the biggest stars from the Real World. Was like the equivalent to, um, I would say a Snooky or somebody like that, where it's a well-known name, but during that time she was like the most hated person on the show. And I remember my sister just couldn't stand her. Nobody liked her. And a lot of people watched the real world because of her. I don't remember her name. Looking up the top ten most successful real world alumni. Nope. 
don't know that name. Which names? Well, Do they give the year on which they was on the show? Tanya Cooley from Chicago. Uh, I don't know. This is also from 2013, but I don't know any of these names. Like, I don't think this is somebody that, like, everybody would know anyway. Oh, yeah. So I'm not saying them out Can we go, can we get anybody from, like, the 2000s on? Or, like, from 1999 down? I'm looking just to see. I want to see also if The Miz is on this. I bet he's, like, number He's got to be on it. Four. It just makes sense. He's number three. Okay. But this is also from 2013. Okay. So, so the times have changed. Mm-hmm. Jamie Chung. I forgot about Jamie Chung. What, what is this girl's name? I never remembered her name. And who? I don't even. What's the, na- what's the name? Jacinda Barrett from London. I don't know. No. That, I don't know no. what that is. I don't know that. Maybe I'm a little stupid. Real World Seattle. Yeah, that was from Real World London. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> what, what was that show that MTV had that would, like, tell you about, like, different things? Um, not This Is My Life. Um, what, what was that show? True Life. True Life. Oh, God, True Life. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that? True Life Dancer. Like, True ballet life. dancer. <laughs> like, what? They did a True Life. I'm a pro wrestler, and it was when Triple H and China were dating. Yeah. It was I, It was a little awkward. I was like, mm. Oh, they remember they did the True Life um, Jersey Shore before the Jersey Shore show came out. And it was like this bunch of dudes that were just like, yo, going to the club, going to get drunk, bro. Yep. Going to do a couple of drugs. I'm like, drugs? This is what y'all doing on the shore? Drugs? I'm over here eating lemon heads, watching this during the summertime, watching my little sister at the time. It's had to be like 2000 and give it a I want to say 2006, seven, around there. But good times, good times. Those are my finest years of my life. Finest years. I'm trying to think of the finest years of my life. Probably the Twilight era. Oh, God, no. That was like 8, 9, right? That was 2008 to like 2012. Well, no, so I, I gave I up was, after the first one. That was like me from ages 10 to 14. So that was like my prime uh, you, Twilight era. You was one of those people that had the Twilight stickers all over your notebooks? I had an Edward Cullen poster on my ceiling so that he could watch me sleep. Unbelievable. Because that was his, like his well, stick I in forgot, the movie. I forgot that you I was were. Team Edward. Because mm. I love Robert Pattinson. And look at where they are now. Everyone's Team Jacob. Well, look, Robert Pattinson's probably going to get nominated for an Oscar. And what's Taylor Lawton doing? Nominated Nothing. for Oscar for what? The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. It's just the two of them. He's probably going to get nominated for a Best Supporting Actor. Well, he's also in your new Batman. Yes, with Zoe Kravitz. I said, bisexual me is in a, and doesn't know what to do. Robert Pattinson was my favorite person ever, and now Zoe Kravitz is a Catwoman. I'm like in a little. She said, bisexual me. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with myself. Who do? Who am I going to be in love with? Well, I I have a full. Love I, I guess I'm going to have to start watching Batman. Because I don't watch any of those superhero movies. I guess I'm going to have to I start. Don't, I don't really confess my love for my celebrities. Um, Except Alexa much. Bliss. So Except Alexa Bliss. That everybody knows about Alexa Bliss. I think I commented on um, the the one of her Instagram posts today, and I kind of had to remove it because it was kind of crazy. Um, I, <laughs> sometimes you, you get a little full of yourself, and you're, like, you're looking through it. It's like, I'm going to just write this. Who cares? She's never mm-hmm. going to see it. Then I thought about it. I was like, ah, I'm going to be sharing this broadcast later, so probably don't want to put that up. 
But Dana Brooke, I've, I've commented on Dana's stuff all the time. I've tweeted her. She's never answered me. I'm the only one that defends you. Do you understand? Oh, Dana Brooke? Yes. Yeah, she sucks. He's wake up, start talking to Rodney more, and get on the show so we can have a discussion about health tips and workouts. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a very nice human being. I, you, you people treat like she's a horrible person. She's not. I didn't say that. I just said she's in the wrong profession because she's a She's in a wrestler. great profession. No, she's a horrible wrestler. She's, she's, been, she's been pushed down and pushed aside for way too long, yeah, and she and needs her due. beat up by Bianca Belair. No, that was better funny, than her. man. How about this? Let Natalia step away and be her manager and let Dana Brooke take Natalia's spot. Mm-mm. No, because she's not experienced enough. Oh, boo. That's what we just said, is that we need someone to take Natalia's place that's experienced no, enough. No, no. Yes. No. How about this? How can Dana Brooke go back to NXT? And do what? Take the title from Shayna Baszler? No, get get better at what you claim that she's bad at. Mm-hmm. I think she's horrible. I'm just saying. Very fun lady. It's disrespectful. Me? I'm disrespectful? Yes, you're disrespectful to her all the time. It hurts my feelings. Because she's not good. It's blasphemy. Anyway, we were talking about AEW, and I didn't get the chance to watch this week. It was my birthday, and I wanted to celebrate. And plus, the Game 7 of the World Series was on. So the ratings were down. Yes. And I don't really care about ratings. I don't either. Because everyone rewatches on YouTube or DVR. Like, they don't take into account, like, how much people rewatch stuff afterwards. How was the go-home show? Well, no, it's not the go-home show. No, this is how, not the go-home um, show. How was the show this week? Came it out. was pretty here and there. Oh. I just really think that for this being Cody Cody's company, okay, his segments are literally like the worst every week. <laughs> well, mm. So it started out with like Cody and Dustin. They're like leaving a private jet. <laughs> and Tony Chavone's like there ready to talk to Cody. Like, to interview him on the drive to the arena because they're going to do a um, a contract signing. Just, I was like, okay, that's fine. Hmm. So then you start with Sammy Guevara and Hangman Page, which was a great um, match. The best move was that Sammy went up to the top rope and was, like, ready to go. He just hopped down and slapped Hangman Page. It's like... Wow. I was like, oh, all right. I mean, that's fine. I think uh, Hangman got the victory and called out uh, Pac and said, all right, full gear. Let's go. Okay. Um, Then we had a women's match, which was weird that they haven't built up anything for the women's title for full gear because Rio wasn't there. It wasn't Rio. It wasn't Britt Baker. It was two people I didn't know. It was still a good match. It was interesting. And then they did a video package of Brandy Rhodes, because I don't know why we're supposed to care about her, because of that altercation last week. Did You you didn't watch last week oh, either. The pointing. That's it. That's and it was just kind of like showing God. like her crying, putting makeup crying? on, and then karma behind her. It was weird. I hate Brandy Rhodes, too, so it's hard for me Jesus. to talk about people that I hate. Do you hate the dog, too? I don't hate the dog. I feel bad for the dog when they made him go out with all that pyro and the dog was <laughs> the clearly upset. And I was like, Doug's oh like rrr, 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 rrr. And MJF's like, stop it. <laughs> like, stop. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
I think then what else happened? Oh, the Rock and Roll Express came out and they got beat up by uh, Ortiz and Santana. It was a little funny. That's not funny. And Jim Ross is going, this is the most despicable thing I've ever seen in AEW. I was like, this is like the fifth week. I was like, I don't know what happened to JR. JR was one of the best commentators ever. And he, every week, I'm like, oh, my God. Now, listen. JR. Uh, can, I, can I pause your pause your recap of AEW for a second? Yes. I'm going to explain to you what happened to JR. Okay, JR was under a um, hypnotist. <laughs> Um, in WWE, and he had to be over—he had to be overexcited. He had to—it was natural. It felt natural to us, right? And but a lot of that stuff was being in his ear, being told to him: "You need to act a certain way at these moments," right? Mm-hmm. So he would sell it very, very well, almost perfect. And then all of a sudden. As he got comfortable, and if you listen to his commentary in New Japan, a little bit of the excitement was still there, but you can tell he got real comfortable at calling things, and it was just cool with him. I think over here in AEW, he's definitely been a lot, very much lackluster, and in a negative way, it has really, really hurt the commentary. Um, it's hard to listen to AEW. It's easy to watch, but hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. And... When you're doing live TV and live broadcasting, and don't get me wrong, we do it every week. It's it's hard when you're not when somebody can't listen to you for too long, especially when you're doing a show that's that long. So I'm happy he doesn't have to take the reins too much as being the focal talking point of the show, but he can be a little bit better with the enthusiasm as far as what he does. Like he he really doesn't really get excited no more. Um. I know he's going through a rough time. Um, no, the loss of his wife has definitely hit him hard. If you listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. you'll you'll hear him talk about different things. And um, he he's been going he's gone through a lot the last couple of years. And maybe the best thing for Jr. to do is work behind the scenes at um, or teach others young broadcasters to be as good as him. You know. Um, I think that his purpose at AEW is not just to call matches and to be on the call, but to help and to be there as guidance, not just for the talent, because he was a talent agent for WWE for a very long time, too. Mm -hmm. So he can definitely find talent and spot talent from a mile away. And the man knows his wrestling, let me tell you. So I think that they need to start (laughs) transitioning. They need to start transitioning him into a bigger role. Behind the scenes. They're cheering because I know I'm going to talk about John Moxley soon. Okay. So once they do that, I think they'll be fun. Excalibur is great. Tony Schiavone. Tony gets excited, and I'm cool with that. But um, if you want to switch it, I would definitely say JR, get behind, get behind the scenes. Tony Schiavone, you take the JR spot. That's how you Let say his expo- name? Tony kept Schiavone. saying Schiavone. Who says Schiavone? I thought they said Schiavone. Oh, Tony Schiavone. That's oh. Nice. That sounds silly. <laughs> Shivani. Shivani. <laughs> Joy, I think you got confused with Joey Fatone. No. Yeah, this is Joey Fatone. Um, now watch a family feud. Shut du- up. Du- Can du- I? Du- 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 <gasps> so, next we had a six-bed tag match. And it was these three people that I don't know. And then the best friends in Orange <laughs> Cassidy. These three people that I don't know. I really, like, have never what heard of them. What are their names? Cutie Marshall. 
John Silver and Alex Reynolds. So I know. I know two of the three. Alex Reynolds wrestles for NYWC. Yes. He also I wrestled on a WWE show recently as a That's jobber. That's the only one I could tell. But then <laughs> John Silver. John Silver, his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, Andrew's probably going to jump in the comment section and tell you the exact tag team Oh, my team God. Name. I'll tell you everything. You know, you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they're a really good tag team, actually. Very, very strong. So, uh, it was typical, just funny. Uh, Orange Cassidy doing his little, oh, my God, it's a super kick. He just goes, boop. It's pretty good. Um, it was very Rick and Morty. Based, because they were advertising Rick and Morty. Oh my! So they were all dressed up as Rick and, Mo- Rick and Morty, which I don't watch that, but it's fine. You should. I've Your brother watches little, it. I watched a little bit, and it's pretty funny. So Rick then, and Morty's hilarious. It was pretty good. It's just like Big Mouse, but Big, Big Mouse, Mouse is better. way better. Way. By the way, I'm almost done with season three, and I have so we got to talk about this good. on the ride home because this show. Oh it's my hilarious. god! Oh my god! I might watch season three over again. I might watch it from start to finish all over me again. Because Coach, Coach Steve, I might get him tattooed on me somewhere. I'm convinced. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Coach because, Steve. Yeah, he's got to be the best animated character I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Now, there's Family Guy, there's Stewie, there's all the great animated cartoons I've watched. Coach but Coach thing. Steve has to be the by far the best damn thing on television. Oh, there was an episode of this man's an Uber driver. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. He's an Uber driver. Are you Rebecca? <laughs> Are you kidding? He asked Ape, Are you Rebecca? Are you the Uber driver? He the car goes, Rebecca? <laughs> Rebecca, is that you? Rebecca? He goes, Wait, hold on. I never asked you what occupation you have. Oh, how long have I been doing Uber? Uh, like, the, the whole credit roll was him asking questions. It, did you ever see him sing the theme song? Don't. Oh my God! All right, all right. Sorry, I'm so sorry, We're folks. Going, oh moving my God. on to I love more this show of AEW. So much. We're going to the contract signing between Chris Jericho and uh, Cody. Yes. It bothers me that they just call him Cody. <laughs> just Cody. Cody. So, I just love. I feel like no matter what product he has, Chris Jericho just runs with everything. How do you feel about these segments in AEW? Do you feel like these segments have been good? They've oh, been okay. I think they're hit or miss. I, I think Cody just makes, not Cody, Chris Jericho makes the best of every segment, no matter yes. how bad it is. And I did catch this segment on Twitter, a clip going, of it. Le champion. Le champion. Le champion. Like, it's. Oh, so did you see it when he would go and get up? And Cody got up and goes, ah, I got you. <laughs> you try. I'm, sit down. He would go, sit down, you hillbilly. <laughs> he goes, calm down, hillbillies. So. I mean, I really wish I was more excited for this, but I'm not. Because I just don't. I really don't care about Cody at all. You I don't. I feel bad. No, I don't. I, I don't know. Uh, after I go through this rundown, I want to talk about, like, some. I'm going to do a state of the AEW address for me, what I think. Okay. Needs. You giving them a five-week report card? I'm going to give them a little. Not Progress even, like, report? a report card. Yeah. Because I bad. saw a little article and I wanted to. How about this? How about, a, how about how about this? A first quarter progress report. Okay. Because well, let's say three months. How many months is in a quarter usually mm-hmm. with school? Three months, right? What? About three months. How long have they been in existence? 
since October second was the first show, so a well, month. That, well, that was the first show of Dynamite. Now yeah, they've been in existence Dynamite. for. Yeah, but that's not weekly. Okay, you're just doing weekly. I'm just gonna go on from this month. Okay. And tell them what a they need. To, progress a report. month, a little progress. I, I don't like need that. to keep going. I just want to say, like, because I know I've been like talking very high, and maybe it's because I'm a little biased. Because I just think the best thing that they have right now is my man, is John Moxley, which I'm gonna get to talk about. But I'm getting interrupted. It's fine. So they had the next one was Kip Sabian and Hybrid Two, which was Jack Evans and Angelico, which I think they all are the weirdest looking people I've ever seen in my life. One of them literally looks like. That vine of that kid where it goes, this kid's definitely on crack right now. And that's who it is. Yeah! That's who. I, I got to yeah! find his name because that's exactly who he looks like. But it, and then it was them versus the elite. Obviously, the elite went over because they're the elite. <laughs> and so they're high-fiving. So Young Book's a high-five in the crowd. And they see these two people, Rick and Morty, man. He high-fives them and they grab their hands. They're like, get, move, get back. And take off their nets and Santana and Ortiz beating them up. I was like, ah. It was just really funny because you see them, they're like high five and they like grab their hands. Oh my goodness. It's like, stop, stop it. All right. But so then after that, it's the best part. But I need to little, do a little background because it's weird. They do like promos before the show starts and then. The promo after is kind of just repeating what that promo beforehand was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you saw it, but before AW went on air, they had a little little promo thing. John Mox is walking backstage, and they're like, Mox, uh, Tony, Tony Khan wants to see you in his office. So he goes in the office, he shuts the door, and Tony Khan's like, so we're not sanctioning your match at Full Gear because you're crazy, man. You're, I, we can't, we've seen first the glass table, then you guys – we just have seen your stuff, and I don't think you can... We can't sanction this match. It's just going to be a liability. And Mox got pissed. So pissed. And he put on one of the best promos I've seen from him in a while. It made me just so happy to see him. Because you could just see the energy he has now. It's just a whole new him. So he basically put on a thing. It was like, you want to make me unsanctionable. It's because you don't want me to have a win over your poster boy you don't mm-hmm. you just don't want me to have a win over kenny omega you are, are i busted my ass to get to this company i got rid of all the suits that were on my back i cut all those strings that i was a puppet for them and you want to immediately put me in a box and say i'm too crazy for you guys and you want to immediately put me back where i was and try to tame me i'm not doing that like well guess what like now his blood's gonna be on your hands have fun i don't care if it's a win or he's which is true. It made sense why he would be mad. Cause that it's it's not. He was like, it's not going to go on your record. He's like, so you really just don't want me to have another win. You don't want me to have a win over Kenny Omega. That's what this is. He's like, no, it's just it's going to be fun. He's like, he told Tony Khan. He was like, shut up. I was like, oh. He told his boss to shut up. Can't do that, Vince McMahon. Couldn't do. I was like, but. You, so you didn't watch that promo? No. You should watch it because it was actually very good. I'm I not even being biased. That was one of the best I'm, promos I've seen from hey, him listen, in a long time. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I did not I did not get the chance to watch AEW. Uh, like I said, it was my birthday. I'm a celebrity. You're right. So um, I'm definitely going to watch this week. It's going to be a mm-hmm. fun, eventful week in wrestling. Yes. And I'm excited for it. But 
Does that sum up AEW for the week? Well, the last one is the Tag Team Championship match. Let's go then. And you want to take a guess who won or do you know? SCU. SCU won. Good job, guys. My boy. I couldn't really talk much about it because I was kind of like, oh, all right. I was just too high up on that John Moxley adrenaline that I was like, my boys, my boys, SCU deserves the Scorpio Sky, my man. But it was a, it was a roll up. Yeah. I mean, okay. I heard, I heard some things. I heard some things about the match in total, and they said it was fantastic. It was a great match. I was just very distracted. uh, Yeah, I know you were distracted, but I dark beard and glistening skin, white boots. He had on white boots this time. White boots? Scorpio Sky didn't have on the white boots. Oh, I'm not even talking about Scorpio Sky. Uh, I was talking about... I thought you, I thought you were talking I was about... I talking about John Box. I was oh, like, yeah. Well, damn. Skin, that B. Oh, well, he damn. She, she was like, oh. White boots. Dude, white boots. Who like white boots? Big boobs. <laughs> Big boobs. Chab. All right. So that was <laughs> AEW, but should I talk about my little problems? With AEW right now? Sure, you should, because you sound like a homer. Everything is room. Everything has room for improvement. This isn't saying that their product is bad. I think their problem right now is that they were giving empty promises, kind of like what you do in an election. And I feel like they did. They said, we're going to have all this diversity. Diversity. Where's Nyla Rose? I have no idea. Where is Sonny Kiss? Do you even know who Sonny Kiss is? Yes, I do. He's on Dark, on AEW Dark. They're not, they had all this promise of diversity. No boyfriend. Not. Cool guy. They just, they promised all this diversity and they just did it for Dynamite and then went, the first show of Dynamite, and then we're like, okay, that's it. Here's Britt Baker, the dentist. Here's all, here's Kenny Omega. Here's Cody. And I feel like they kind of just gave us empty promises and they're not. Giving us what they promised us. Yeah, hey. And I, that's my only thing, is if you're going to promise us diversity and say that you're different t- from WWE because you're making changes, you sign, great, you signed the first transgender wrestler, great. So show her. Like, I, that's it. That's all my problems right now, and I feel like a lot of the, they cut promos before the show starts and then have it. So the John Moxley promo where they were in the bed, in the bedroom, not in the bedroom when he was in his office and he was yelling at, at Tony going like, you're just putting me in a box. You're doing exactly what I just left. You're doing it again. Like, I'm not, you can't put me in a box. And then he went out and was like, don't put me in a box. Like, it was kind of like repetitive, but like, he just had a different energy because the first one, you don't see them talking. You just see a door. But then you could actually, like, see how pissed he was, and it worked. So that's my only thing is don't spoil your own promos by talking about it before. And they made me mad this week. They are like, we're going to have a huge announcement, guys. Hint, like, it's not a video game. I was like, oh, my God, like, what is it? Like, I'm so excited. And they are like, we're going to this town in three months. So I was like, that's it? That's all you gave me? That's all. That's what I was hoping it was me. a video game because the patch came out for WWE 2K20. And it didn't help. And it helped a little bit. I'm not walking into the crowd randomly or I'm rolling out of the ring at random times. What the hell is that all about? Um, my referee is not doing splits instead of counting to three. And um, nobody's trying to 69 each other in the middle of the ring. So I think we're doing pretty good. Great update. Now, <laughs> now I must say that... We have to close the show. 
Yeah. It has been fun. It has been eventful. Thank you for listening. We really do appreciate it. Thank um, you for being here. Kaylin, thank you friend. for being here. I really appreciate your, your, your I'm talent. I'm always here. And I Unless really, I'm not. I really appreciate your talent and your company and your time. Thanks. You always come you with great takes. You also appreciate my rides. You know, the Brentwood train station is right down the block. I'm not going to make you take the train. That's, so, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. Oh, wait. One more thing. Oh. Because I forgot Chris Brown reminded me. You see WWE doing my girls dirty again? You know where they have Evolution listed on the network? Under the retired pay-per-view section? How d- That's it. Why is that so funny to me? The best paper. I will argue with anybody. The best pay-per-view of 2018. And you can't do that again? Tell That's, me that wasn't the best pay-per-view. That should have been a good one. That should have been added in as your top five. Like, if you had a top four, that needs to be number five. Evolution, I said Evolution needed to be number five. And nobody listened. You can do it in a smaller venue like the Coliseum. It can it be works. A, it can be a focal point of that small setting. You don't have to fill a big, giant arena. And at this point, I don't even care if it was like a, I'm sorry, we're going to Saudi Arabia. Here, have this pay-per-view. Like, fine. I would take it now. I'll take it like, every year. watching Evolution, because I, I couldn't picture myself watching a full card of just all women's wrestling. It would have been, like, it would have been hard for me because a lot of the women's wrestlers that they had on, say, they would have thrown a card I'm not a big fan of. And I'm like, uh, some of the movesets are kind of not for me. It's not because they're women. That has nothing to do with it. It's because just their, their talent and their moveset does not fit what I like. But Evolution did something to me. It opened my eyes to saying, wow, they were pulling out some moves and some different things that I haven't seen before. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go hunting for a new alternative to watch, which is an all-woman's product. I found WOW which is Woman of Wrestling. Like I said, mm-hmm. last week, owned by Jeannie Buss. Really entertaining show. Tessa Blanchard is the champ. And it's a very entertaining show. It comes on, I believe it comes on Access TV. And it's very entertaining to watch, I must say. I watch it when it's on. Also, I, I recommend you guys watch Impact. I will be at the Impact tapings this week, Thursday and Friday. Me and Andrew hopefully will be getting front row. And we'll be by the ramp so he can have another moment with Rosemary. That was a great moment, folks. You missed is it. Is going to be there? Um scheduled to be there what i heard we may get to see um match between sammy callahan and um tessa blanchard for the impact world heavyweight championship it's very possible very very possible what time is that that will be at 7 p.m on thursday and friday how long does it take to get there um it's at the it's at the melrose ballroom in queens um Right off of so like let's say I get off work at five. Yeah, we're gonna be in the building. We won't be online by then. Wow. That's so why I asked you, did you want to go? And what time you got out of school? And what time you got yeah. out of work? And I told you that we were going to impact. I can't really get out of school. What am I gonna do? Tell Supum? No, I gotta hey, go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Impact. <laughs> gotta go, Supum. Unless you're driving. That's 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 crazy. If you do that, don't do that. That's too much traffic. Um, it ain't nowhere yeah, to park over there either. Don't show so what we're going to be doing is taking a train to Woodside and then taking the Uber over to Melrose. That's what we're going to be doing. Mm. Then taking a, a lot of double R back home. I mean, okay. 
Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be eventful. Watch Impact. Um, the taping should be released soon. Tell Tennille to say hello to me. I definitely will. If they have a signing, uh, like they usually set up a signing. Um, where you can meet with somebody for like $25. Like last time, it was Rich Swan. It was Rich Swan and Sue Young. So they'll sign a picture. Can you and get you it to say my name? Well, yeah, I can sign it to Kaylin. If it's for Danielle Dashwood, I'll take the picture with her, and I'll have her sign a picture for me. If that's a, for me? Like, for me to you. Like, so I'm going to get the picture for you signed to Kaylin from Danielle. I have one of those, and I got to burn it, cause, but I don't know where it is. So maybe that's a good thing. Want to take a guess who I have that says to Kaylin? <laughs> Brie Bella. No, I love Brie Bella. That's Nikki. No. Dedbrook. No. Think this was like 2014. 2014. Maybe 2015. <sighs> I hate her. You hate her. I hate her, and I've talked about it. Um, and I can't believe I I got her autograph because she was there. I don't know. Rebby Sky. Jesus, why would you have that? Pre Rebby Hardy. Like she was still Rebby Sky. Oh, you gotta dating get rid of that. I know. Sell I don't know where eBay. it is. Sell I don't know eBay. where it is. Two dollars. Anyway. <laughs> a nickel. A nickel. A sandwich. Jeez, I want it for a filet of fish. So folks, that is the update on the wrestling that's going on there during this current week. Impact tape is at the Melrose Ballroom. Go check it out. I'm gonna be there with Andrew. We're gonna be Ravishing wrestling fans surrounded by some crazy folks that was there last week. I mean, not last week. Last time in the spring, it was a great, great turnout. And we're hoping for another good turnout this year. Um, this time around, I should say. But we also have some wrestling coming up this month. And the month of November is going to be very eventful as it is Thanksgiving season right around the corner. You also have IWW doing a show at Martin Luther High School. Doors open at 6. Bell time is at 7. Tickets are now available at ImperialWrestling.com. That is ImperialWrestling.com. You can also get your tickets at Eventbrite.com, folks. At Eventbrite.com. Ticket sales are currently going at general admission $20. Front row will be $25. And you're more than welcome to get as many tickets as you like. So come down, spend the day watching some great independent wrestling, Imperial World Wrestling, changing the way we view wrestling as a whole. I'm telling you, they're doing a great job over there. And also, they're going to be doing the event at the LaGuardia, um, at the LaGuardia, the hotel right across from LaGuardia um, Airport, and it's going to be the Big Event 17. If you guys haven't heard of it, look it up. Just Google the Big Event 17. At their particular table, IWW will be having a table presented by IWW Cheat Code, which is on the next event, and at that table, they will have TJP. Yes, TJ Perkins will be at the table doing a signing, and you also... We get the chance to meet, get that meet and greet in pictures, autographs, and also get the chance to purchase a ticket for IWW cheat code there as well. That will be November 16th. I believe the time will be from 10 to 3. He will be at, the, at that particular table. So, guys, stop by, check it out, enjoy some wrestling for the night, and also get the meet and greets in. TJP is a great guy. Met him at the last Impact taping. Cool person. So, jump on those tickets while you can, folks. Well, folks, that's going to do it. Kaylin was a good show. I had a lot of fun. I think so. I had a lot of fun. I didn't get yelled at, no screaming. So I do my pack of the day from Supercard. Yes, pack of the day from From Supercard. Supercard. For those of you who are playing Supercard, Season 6 is about to come out. So, guys, get your cards loaded up. Get ready. Maybe we'll put you on our team. We are looking for teammates. Yeah, because you can't play in anything. Teammates, hit me up privately. I almost signed somebody up, and then Mm. I haven't found their thing yet. So I think Andrew deleted it. 
Okay, so we are on the team. Me, Kaylin, Andrew, our buddy Mike, Kenny, Ryan, we are all on the team. I'm a general. I'm not going to tell you our team name just yet because I don't want you guys randomly joining my team with y'all whack decks. No, they got to – we have to uh, approve them. So you can. You can reach out. So wait, ready? Boss of New York is a team name with the dollar signs for the S's. Credits. Oh. What, you got a monster? I got a Goliath Seth Rollins, but I don't want Seth Rollins. Okay, you got a Goliath Seth Rollins. I'll take the Goliath Seth Rollins. Oh, I can keep him? Yeah, keep him. All right. Should I watch an ad? Yeah, sure. Watch an ad for 20 seconds. No, 30 seconds. Harry Potter, Hogwarts mystery. I don't watch Harry Potter. Mm. A little stupid. Do you watch Harry Potter? No, I never did. Good. I never did either. I read 30 pages of the first book. I started watching Harry Potter when I got married. That was that was that was a while ago, five years. Now. I've been told I would be a Slytherin. I was told I would be a Hufflepuff. I want to take it again. Isn't there like a quiz you could take? Yes, I, I took the quiz. I got Hufflepuff. How do you know which one's like the official one? Well, I don't Wh- know. Is it the Wizarding World one? I took mine at Universal. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> when I bought my wand. I think that's where I found out that I'm psychic. Is at Universal. I think I can control things with my mind. You want to hear this crazy thing, and then we'll let people go. So I was on this ride. It was online for this ride, and it was um, a Harry Potter ride, and I hate Harry Potter, so I didn't want to go on it. And I was waiting online, and right next to me was, like, a fire exit. And I thought to myself, like, if only, like, I could escape out of that exit. Not even five minutes later, they go, everybody go out this exit. There was a fire in the ride. I'm just saying. Predicted that with my mind. Okay. That's a little. That's so raven. It's a future I can see. It's the spirit of me. I was playing that last last night. Um, guess that theme song of childhood shows, and that was on there. Phineas and Ferb was on there. Um, Teen I Titans. got a SummerSlam seventeen. Is that not a good card? Mm. No, I can get rid of that. because we're in 2018. Okay. Okay, so not a good card. It was Tyler Bate. Oh, (laughs) Well, folks, that's going to do it. If you're playing Supercard, like I said, check us out. We're going to team. We got got six out of the ten people we need. So we need a couple more. So if you play Supercard and you're listening to the show, hit me up at RodneyHarris95 on Twitter, or you can hit me up at my Facebook page at Rodney B. Harris, or you can hit my boy Andrew, who's the president and El Capitan of our team. Um, He is the focal point of our Supercard group. So I would like you guys to hit up AJ Kratz as well if you were looking to join our team. I don't remember what my name is on there. My name is just Rodney H. <laughs> That's literally I what it is. I think I'm Kaylin. I'm just Kaylin. You're just Kaylin? Yeah. I guess. I don't see anything else. Yeah. <laughs> we just, have a guess. I'm just Kaylin. <laughs> you're Rodney. Oh, you're Rodney H. Yeah, I'm Rodney H. H. Supercar season five. Yeah. I don't know when season six is dropping, but the day season six drops, I'll be very upset because that means I can't play Supercar until they're done. So it usually takes like a day for them to finish. It's insane for them to day. upload the damn update. A whole day. I'll be off Supercard for a day. Huh. Oh, my pack. I got a reveal for my last man standing. Uh-huh. Oh, I got a monster Pete Dunn. I, you made me get rid of that. 
I had a block for my last man standing and two credits, of course. Why do you, you got to give me two credits? Why can't you give it five? Like, yeah. why I don't two? like that number because then I don't have a nice number. Like, now, now I got 5,316 credits. Like, I have 66. So I'm using damn credits. Well, I wanted to get a big pack. Well, I will be playing this on the way to, to my next destination. Now, wow, folks, I would like to take this time out to say thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you for being faithful listeners. Thank you for always being here. Thank you for calling in, Eric. Thank you for calling in, Andrew. We really appreciate your time, your company, and what you do for this brand. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to Cafe Rays for hosting us. And also thank you for the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and the New York Sports Team for having us here a part of their network. Folks, this is another episode of Behind the Barricade. You can catch us all individually on our Twitters, on our Facebook pages. My Twitter's Roddy Harris 95 always dropping in there. Kaylin. I'm the Kalen King. I'm really funny sometimes. Yeah, she has the best Twitter in the whole wide world, so Thanks. go follow Kaylin, please. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's always been fun. Thank you for listening. Peace! You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.